Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome ladies, gentlemen and Grimnears to that 6++ Show. We are a 40k podcast brought to you by 6++, a top 10 UK TC team. Woo! 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 A lovable, I knew you were start bang average lad. Have... <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. There's the good stuff. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about the worst units in 40k. <laughs> the worst units in 40k who don't deserve that sound. Um, and we'll do some and of the questions as well. In 40K. But first, we're going to update you on our hobby and channel news as well and shout out some people in the chat. Obviously, as we talk about worst units, if you have ideas for that, or indeed if you have questions for us, do chat them in the chat. I'm curious to know what you think is truly awful in the game right now. But let's start with a little bit of hobby roundup, and I will begin where I always begin, with my dear leader, Chris. Chris, how are you? I am very well, thank you, sir. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I'm good. I'm positively chuffed today today's been a good day i've Aww. worked it's been good uh and i'm excited and it, obviously we had our good news about our top 10 place this week which was really mm. fun that was a really nice thing as well so chris what hobby have you done i've actually been doing some hobby oh yeah um i have finished my first five gray knight terminators oh um, exciting they are looking very pretty and shiny um and then I have also started painting 10 Wraith <laughs> Yeah, um, very good. I've recently come across this unit online, heard mutterings that <laughs> might be quite powerful. Finger on the pulse there. Yeah, you've, just um, got a, you've just got a feeling, right? <laughs> I just I have got a, a feeling in your I'm, gut. I'm really surprised not many people have kind of been discussing them. So I thought, oh, you I know what, I'll give them a run and see, <laughs> if, uh, see if I can make them work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're all right, so they might make it into the next list. And to that end, I'm currently painting them nice. whilst also painting my um, my Drago conversion. This is the beauty with Chris, he can squeeze the power out of any index. And I think the things That's he's doing, right. the things he's doing with Eldar are really you really have to dig deep, really quite miraculous. But, um, but what I would say is, I watched I actually watched Chris play his first game of Grey Knights. And I don't think I've ever seen Chris having as much fun as he was having <laughs> playing that game. He was he was giggling. He was doing shenanigans. He was talking a lot of nonsense. It was partly Poor Chris, Jack. partly because Chris Jack. isn't very good at TTS. Like placing placing models is an issue, and it was just funny it. watching these terminators like bouncing off the walls and scattering all over the place. Carnage, um, absolutely. Jack carnage. getting very irate because he didn't shoot anything for what felt like three turns. Um, so yeah, it was excellent. Very, but when you get horrible. a turn one capture the enemy outpost with oh. And then they get sid- they sigil away when they get shot. <laughs> That's oh. so good. Did I lose the game? Absolutely. However, <laughs> his first turn was. <sighs> yeah, exactly. You got to run rings around him for a the little problem bit. Problem was when it's I very, had um... to start making nine-inch charges. Yeah. Um, was... When you fell back on that, it was like ah, oh, no, no. It was very um, Oberyn Martell in the mountain, with you sort of skip, skirting around him, being very clever, <laughs> poking him with a stick before ultimately having your head And smoked. then eventually he went, yeah. I can not see your Terminators, I'm going to shoot them, and then they all died. Yeah, sadly, that is that is <laughs> how that went. <laughs> but it is not just Chris I'm joined by tonight. I also have the wonderful Scrivo with me. Scrivo, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. Excellent. What's new with you, my man? What have you been up to? I've been recording lots of noisy things for the you internet. Have, um, you have, you have. I've been, been building uh, Imperial Agents because apparently I'm a tryhard. 
Ah, uh, yeah, sixty-seven win rate. You've been drawn in. I like it. it it's not because I have the kill team. I'm not, one of, I'm not one of the five people that bought that kill team box before it sold out. Um, that and I've also dug out um, a load of Space Marine characters to paint, which is quite Ooh, strange. Like, okay, one guy that happens to have a big backpack. No real reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Jump pack captain situation, yeah. is it? Oh, yeah, maybe. nice. Nice. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, mean, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but obviously our thumbnail game is pretty pretty on on fleet these days. And that's Probably the best. On I would say it might be the best thumbnail game in the Warhammer content world, which is a hell of a world. And Scrivo, Scrivo is pretty, pretty responsible for that. So thank you for all your work, Scriv. Um, he's he's recently been appointed in charge of our social media, and uh, we're, we're all doing better for it, I think. Um, w- wonderful. So, finally, finally, I'm also joined, of course, regrettably, <laughs> by Ed, Whoa. the villain of the piece. How are you doing? Ed? <laughs> Every time I turn up somewhere and I, f- I start to feel good about myself, someone just takes a shot. Another one I don't expect it. Not to bring up, not to bring up old wounds, but. Uh, <laughs> This is why I didn't like you the first time we met. <laughs> lodged deep in my heart. Oh, uh, no, I, no, I loved no. you the first time I met you, if it helps. As you should. As you yeah, should. We absolutely. Had a great game. We did. Um, <laughs> you're, well, actually, interestingly, you're the only person out of the three, four of us here who I haven't done anything with this week. Scriv and yeah. I have recorded some oh. <laughs> uh, I can tell you about that later. And Chris and I yeah. had a very enjoyable game, actually. Uh, uh, yes, you did. Which, you if did. we were playing... I will say, if we were playing uh, tournament rules, I would have lost about four times over. <laughs> it's the first time I've played against the Ikan since... When did we play? And you had the Ikan? Was that the invitation? Yeah, that was like, that's a long a year, time ago, yeah. A full and year ago. Honestly, if you could have, if you were playing against the Ikan with those rules today, you'd be like, this is fucking fine, man. This is yeah. absolutely fine. It's a, It was a different planet back then. I still loved it, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like from what we were hearing in the chat, it sounded like Chris was being a, a nice opponent and not not punishing you for learning how the income works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah that's what we're absolutely. about, right? And awesome. uh, then, and then, of course, I I crushed him mercilessly. Like, <laughs> the, the four take backs, because <laughs> uh, I think I've been lined up to be our Eldar counter. Well, you got, you've got to have a couple. Yeah, it was a draw, guys. Just to say. Uh, no, no, no. It was a WTC draw. Yeah, in singles, it was, it was a win. So it's a draw. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love, I love. If I, if I've lost by a couple of points, my favorite thing to do is flick the score over to WTC. Yeah. And oh, ten, 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 baby. All my that scores was, are that way. That man. was just, that was just teams practice. Doesn't matter. Small differential. Yeah, that's what I'm about. Oh well, I, I. I don't know. I'm, I'm all right with losing, uh, yeah. but I will murder you. you know, it's <laughs> off the table. You'll, you'll see me three weeks later, just in your, you know, the reflection in your cabinet. And you're like, <laughs> why is he here in my house? As but, far uh, as um, as far as teams prep goes, Ed, has that necessitated some hobby from you? Is there is there a hobby that needs to come with this, or have you been? Most yeah. So I picked up my phone and I said to my mate Craig, "I'm borrowing your three uh, carnivores," and then I said, ah. "Hold on, Craig." Can I please borrow your three carnivores? Because oh. uh, I thought it was politer to ask than to tell. But, yeah, yeah, uh, that's nice. That was yes. So that's the the plan. Because yeah, I'm running uh, a very different Chaos Knights list. Probably one that you won't have seen on the tables. <laughs> uh, it's the thirteen war dogs. <laughs> but where's the one? It's uh, So I'm the Eldar counter, 
I think, for our teams. Well, we, you're one of them, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. You always need a couple, right? You know what's really good against Eldar? 13 indirect guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That not is bad. Nice. It's not Great Clean One doesn't have an indirect gun, so that no. If, if he had like a little a little poo cannon on his shoulder that he could just mm. fire off, that would do it. Yeah, but yeah. sadly, not. Maybe maybe next time when he gets an updated kit in twenty years from now. Um, great. Okay. Well, that's hobby wise. I've not done much. I've mostly been playing, but I do have various Votan bits to build. We were just talking off screen about Sagittars. You may all have noticed that Sagittars are good. I had a conversation with Chris about how I really resented the idea of having to run a bunch of Sagittars, and I tried it for a couple of games. I was like, oh, this is amazing, to be fair. It's very, very good. Um, oh no, then, my slow army is fast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Fuck. like, actually, I can, I can run around denying primary in a way that I used to love very much, only with dwarves instead of elves. And I'm like, yep, I'll do that for a bit. I'm in love with the high lasbeam oh, cannon, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, <laughs> so we'll do some shout outs to the chat, and then we'll get into the police roundup. So hello, Sean Capewell, with your first comments. Lovely to see you here. You were two hours early, which I deeply respect. <laughs> really um, let's I'm talk- committed. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Wargaming says Nurgle Rhinos, which just gives me a shiver. I hate Nurgle Rhinos. Um, Scrivo is in the chat because Scrivo can never just be in one place. Scrivo has to always be in multiple realms, doing multiple things, um, like a sort of Avenger character. Um, and then let's talk Warmer Game launches into a conversation about Vindicators. Yeah, we were talking Vindicators today, me and Dom, and we think the Chaos Vindicator oh. might have something going on. It's quite a shooty little tank. It's quite expensive, but it is quite fun. Hello to Sindri. Um, and hello to Entropic Tyranny, my favourite named person that watches this show. Entropic Tyranny is an amazing name. Um, Votan is a horde army. Horde dwarves is a bit weird, no? Count how many dwarves are actually on the table when you play Votan. I dispute the idea that they're a horde army. That's what uh, I'm uh, saying. Uh, them being in the list doesn't count. The list. The list. <laughs> the, not, the, the, not on the, the table. List, the list is yeah. go wide in terms of units, for sure. Yeah, but there's only like 40 dwarves on the board. That's fine. Absolutely fine, I'd say. That's not a horde. I've played hordes. When you're pushing 120 neophytes around, you can come back to me. And I'll, that's, <laughs> that, that is what a horde is. Um, they are not what they were in ninth, though. But that's what, for me, that doesn't matter too much because I never played them in ninth. So I think, but I do understand that some people don't like the shifting style um, and would rather have better rules, which is totally, totally legit. But I just love getting killed and winning the game. That's what I've always been about. Um, and then Dom says Votan can go in the bin. What, maybe in Christmas. Photon are fine. Unlike those CSM who are... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what that bin's actual real name it says on it is armies that Dom will buy eventually because they're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe Dom is trying to get Votan sorted at the moment. No, <laughs> as is Vic. Vic's been... Yeah, Vic was talking about Votan. You see, I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm a thought leader and an influencer. I can't help myself. I talk about Votan in an obscure bit of the internet and suddenly a bunch of good players want to play because they all hang on my every words. We all know it. It's just the way it works. Um, and I don't blame them. I absolutely don't blame them. I'm sure that Minister Loman. I'm sure that they've found they looked at my list with double land fort and thought, yeah, if I just change that completely, that'd be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that would be that would be the good units army. I don't like, but the, yeah, the, but the army. <laughs> yeah. Um and then Christopher Richardson says, congratulations on the top 10, guys. Great to see it. Thank you very much. We're, we're actually genuinely quite chuffed with that because that was something we were like, let's try and do that. And we just about managed to achieve it on the final day. So that was great. And then George McCullough has some has some ideas for the worst units, but we'll come back to that because, yeah, we could just put half of a certain index in this list, but we're not we're not going to do that tonight. So yeah, 
the fucking Death God Index. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I was waiting for yeah, my digs in early. <laughs> right, hang on, let me just fill in my uh, a little bingo we need to do that we need to do a bingo episode that'd be oh. great um i think yeah i'll be interested to see if dead's gone with double death guard picks for his options or not i guess we'll see see if he really rates them that much oh thanks nick well again we've got a little super chat there oh. tom is very handsome advice for playing into ck with eldar chris you've played that game now what do you think uh so the way I played it was I started pretty much all the stuff off the board that um, I could. Um, and then, you know what? The knights died a lot easier than I thought they would. Um, <laughs> it turns out Fugan's quite get, good at killing them. Obviously, the Wraith Guard generally pick up one. In Khan kills one in combat. Your way leaper and knight spinners will probably pick up another. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big thing in our game was that I committed the in Khan turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and I tried to like take out a flank, and I was like, I might well survive. We'll see. Um, and it obviously, well, as we were talking about, like the takebacks, it causes issues for your opponent because um, you know if he does then try and kill anything else, Incarn's gonna yeah with his indirect safety. Yeah, yeah. Since we had like you know Fugan killed knight in Overwatch, Incarn teleports to safety. Like we won't do that. Um, then ah, oh, we'll kill that that swooping hawk. Because, you know, that's good for no prisoners. Ah, oh, Incarn teleports away. Like, yeah. So he just causes problems. He was just able to kill the Incarn. So it's quite an, an interesting situation where um, I think then I was a bit on the back foot, but I was able to clear away the stuff slowly. I think he had finished with three knights in the end. Um, yes, uh, my last turn or last two turns was basically just hide models because I had scoring advantage, <laughs> killing yeah, the direct lead. or yeah. like um, pick off a couple of small units and just don't die and get the primary. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I was play again, I wouldn't commit the Incarn. I think it's a bit about once you play the game, you can kind of see how it goes. I was really worried about the carnivals getting into combat with the Wraith Guard, but they generally only killed like two. Carnivals um, are swingy. Yeah. Um, and... I needed to get two in. The, the, the yeah. point here yeah, is yeah, I yeah, only yeah. ever got one because Chris yeah. screened them very well. Um, yeah. if I'd managed to get two in, suddenly I'm turning on exploding sixes to hit, and then it gets quite dicey for you. Yeah, as you but, say. But yeah, one one is okay, right? That's the, yeah. yeah. Chris managed to stop me from doing that, so... Nice. Ed, um, Ed rolled badly on the indirect, so it's hard to know how brutal... Also, like, for example, turn one, he fired nearly all the knights into swooping hawks. No, nope, the entire the, the entire army. The entire army <laughs> yeah. into four swooping hawks. Eight of them, so I used, for people who know Chaos Knights, I used Dreadhounds, which is one CP, select two plus of your units and one of your enemy's units. I selected eight of my war dogs. And I said, all of these are going to go into the swooping hawks. I'm just going to pick them up. They're positioned to do some scoring early on. I just want to get rid of them. So I rolled and across those eight models, and this is not an exaggeration, I did not roll a single six. Um, (laughs) I did roll some sixes to hit with the other five models, or the other three that were on the board. But yeah, it it was brutal. There was not a single exploding hit across the entire strat. Yeah, that, 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 that indirect's kind of like a slow creeping, plinking. It's, it's yeah, not. Exactly. It's not. It's never putting stuff away reliably in a turn. If you it, roll it, averages, and it's not uh, hard to roll averages, it really puts things away. Like, oh, nice. If I start with thirteen on the board and I use the strat, I should be able to kill most of two scoring units. Oh, nice. Uh, assuming we're talking one wound and a, a four up armor save. Mm. That's. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah interesting. So I, think I think it's a really interesting matchup. You know, the indirect does cause issue. I definitely think um, 
Eldar can more than comfortably win that matchup, um, but I think it can quite also go wrong for. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, next time I would definitely hold off on the incline a bit more. Um, and the the main problem is the primary. Yeah. Like you no, can just do secondaries. You just go homers and bring it down. And I got thirty seven out of forty on that. I only got like twenty on primary because you just kept getting knocked off. Knocked off Before. It the last turn of the game you had five points on primary yeah, um, yeah and this is this is a mission where you can score primary on your home objective because i just put a carnivore on your home objective mm. and then he kept not dying which is very nice don't commit the incarn early probably be a bit more aggressive with the wraith guard um and you've got to work out a primary plan that keeps it close whilst you're killing the knight. absolutely having been on the try to kill the Akan side of things i think if your opponent can only realistically put three or four war dogs into it you feel okay about it as yeah. soon as that fifth one goes in it's dicey and if the sixth one gets there it's probably dead yeah that's what i would say So it's about picking its locations and not letting yeah. it get soloed by the whole army yeah interesting there you go nick i hope that was good value for your lovely super chat Got a lot of that. <laughs> we consider our super questions in some details so yes. you know do feel free to send more in, people. We love that money. We do love the money. Speaking of loving money and promoting ourselves, we're really good at promotion, possibly the best. Um, and Chris is going to take it away with the Plus Roundup. Off you go, Chris. Well, as we know, times ha- these these segments haven't been particularly long in recent um, history. However, <laughs> I'm delighted to say the content machine is rolling. Oh, it is. The beast um, is awake. And we have been producing quite a lot of stuff. So... Um, in terms of like actual kind of like just pre-recorded videos, um, we've had um, we've got a new series called Cracking the Codex, which um, is at the moment focusing on Codex Space Marines, and they're going yep. and Ed and Scrivo are going through each of the detachments, talking about um, kind of what it brings to the table, and then a potential example list. And episode one was about the Vanguard detachment. Um, which is probably the most fun looking one or one of the most fun looking ones i think absolutely um about 20 minutes long so and i found it useful because i've not looked into marines at all so for me it was interesting just to listen to it just to for 20 minutes pick up that information on kind of where where that particular detachment is so if i play into it when my opponent tells me their rules it will be jogging a memory and not just something brand new um in terms of live shows, because um, obviously we quite often try and do our um, stuff live just because it um, is easier from an editing point of view. So since our LGT review show, um, Tom um, really did his meta weather report. Yeah, that was fun. Which is, which is really nice. And again, it's like three and a half If you want long. a three-minute video that leaves you wondering about my mental condition, I highly, <laughs> I, I highly recommend. I had a lot of fun doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, it's really well done. Um, we had episode one of Rock and Stone. Yes. Which is Tom's um, Votan-only podcast where he did it with James Marsden of Toys and Mass Destruction and the one and only Jake Harden oh. of um, oh. Vanguard Tactics. Most beautiful man. I couldn't believe I got to be in the same digital room as him. It was it was something Absolutely. else. So that was really good. I mean, I'm not particularly that into Votan, but it was... Uh, it <laughs> was really, should be. Yeah, I should be, I know. But it was really interesting. I look forward to that being like Yeah, that. We, we had fun. We're actually, because, because Votan are quite, uh, let's call them salient again right now, that people are quite keen on Votan, we're going to try and get another episode out quite soon because we want to get in the chatter whilst people are figuring stuff out and getting involved. So yeah, there yeah. Should, be, should be more episodes coming along quite soon. 
Yeah, absolutely, that's really cool. Um, we also, on Sunday, we've got, so Jack's got a new series called Matchup yes. Plus Plus. This is a really good one. Mm. So this is where we focus on kind of two or three factions and we talk about what the things are that they can kind of, they do, um, what makes them good, uh, what they're good into, what they're bad into, um, using all the data um, that's out there at the moment. Talk through the key units um, and kind of an example list. And then we speak about how you could go about what their weaknesses are, yeah. how you could go about trying to beat them. Um, and in the first episode, it was Jack was joined by Tom and myself. And we spoke about the two main big bads, Eldari and Chaos Space Marines. And then we also brought out um, Leaks of OTAN. An um, emerging yeah. big bad. An emerging big bad. Emerging That's big to be believed. And the level of research and effort Jack had put into this, I thought was probably some of the best of any show we've yeah. done in recent times. Like the stats and the data he's pulled out is really interesting. So if you're interested in how different armies play into each other, how what the weaknesses even the best armies have and what their kind of weak points are, um, and what, why they work in a given moment, I highly recommend that. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, so, um, and we'll be doing those kind of every couple of weeks or so. Yeah. Um, so you can check that out, and then in the comments, leave sort of the different factions that you would like to hear. Yeah. Um, definitely do that. Um, and then on a Patreon, we've just released early access to a new series by Scrivo. Hell yeah. it, Scrivo? Yeah, so it's um, it's called Scrivo versus the World, and I've totally not ripped off Scott Pilgrim for uh, the, <laughs> the look of it. Um, but basically, it's me running through uh, the WTC, kind of some info about it as a whole, and then kind of it's going to be an ongoing thing explaining the season as it expands. So when the new pack comes out next, the next uh, episode is going to be about how teams pairings is done because it's quite a confusing thing. And if you see it in a visual way, I think it's going to kind of make people go, oh, I get this now. And it's the fun little mini game that you kind of have, which is nice. So, And hopefully it'll, it'll then give people a bit more of an insight into what traditionally has been looked as kind of a, a quite a closed thing that was yeah. done kind of in isolation until last year, where kind of obviously last year we had like War Games Live and Contact Loss were there. But before mm. that, it was something done. And then people come back and go, well, England won it again or something like that and it was that was it that was the only thing that came out of it so i'm hoping that we can kind of help people understand it and kind of get a, a kind of an appreciation and maybe a bit of excitement in the lead up to next year's yeah. uh, wtc so yeah I, I feel like popular engagement with it was higher this year than ever before I don't, yeah. I don't i don't know how fair that perception was but i think it's it's starting to break through into the kind of mainstream 40k community and and vice versa and that's a really exciting thing so yeah, yeah. and obviously you've been in and around this for a couple of years you've got a lot of experience now so we're really excited to hear what you think about it. And obviously, you're going to get some guests down the line as well, right? And have some yes. have some interest, interesting people from around around Hopefully. the world getting involved. Start big. Start big. I like that. I like nice. that a lot. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of the stuff we've got out. Um, coming up, we'll have multiple more stuff. Um, and we should shout out our affiliate Composite Games. So if you head to the description of this video, you'll see there's a link. If you go there, you know, they're a quite a small trader. They're currently saving. Um, they're doing like a fund to try and move to a bigger space, but they have a bunch of stuff at 20% off. And if you use the code PLUS, all in capital letters, um, then you will get an extra 5% off. <gasps> so 25% off your Warhams. What more could you want in life? Well, you might want to help us. Guess what? <laughs> that link does help us because we get um, a little bit of um, commission so yeah those are our affiliates and if you really want to help us there's always the patreon Absolutely. where we've got anything from just i like these guys we give them a pound to or oh, i would like to learn and we do have um a coaching um client at the moment i mean yep. paul e Absolutely. Um, 
And uh, yeah, we're always open for more to help you achieve that dream goal of three and two. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. You One two day. be uh, in a t- sort of top ten team standard in the UK <laughs> TC. We can promise that. Maybe now, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really enjoying that. We, it's nice having a few people sign up to the Patreon, um, involved in the sort of behind the scenes stuff, and obviously, yeah, get, opening the mentoring up and getting that going again has been really fun. So, if that's something of interest to you, do get in touch. You know, we're we're, we're feeling pretty good, pretty good in tenth right now, and and we've got a lot of things to share. So, we can help you out with pretty much anything. I would think. Wonderful. Okay. That's the self-promotion. I think that was the best self-promotion we've done in a while. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've not heard us self-promote like that in some time. That was pretty good. Um, right, we're going to launch into the main segment. This is about some of the worst units in Warhammer 40k 10th edition. We were all like, "What's a fun, silly thing to chat about?" Because we, you know, we've been quite heavy with the event reports and stuff. We're like, "How about we find some units that we think are rubbish and slag them off?" for about <laughs> half an hour it's not complicated it should be fun please feel free to slag off units you don't think are very good in the chat as well uh, i know jack in the chat has some strong thoughts about what is and isn't a bad unit so i'm mm-hmm. sure he'll be getting involved um we've, we've got a couple each so we'll just go around rotate um and then yeah then we'll move on to some questions afterwards so i'm going to start with ed i think ed what is your first worst unit I am going to go a little controversial off the bat. Why start okay. with an actually bad unit when okay. you can just go with a, a, a unit that's bad in comparison? Okay. I'm going to go with the, the World Eaters Forge Fiend. Okay, okay, so, okay. Forge Fiends. Forge Fiends are fucking disgusting. Meta-defining in Chaos, in yeah. Chaos Space Marines. <laughs> so there's two different ones that you can take in Chaos Space Marines. And I'll get back to the bad one in a second, but we're going to talk about a good unit because I don't yeah. like being told what to do. So... <laughs> The Chaos Space Marine one is either undivided, at which point you put a strat on it and it rerolls all hits and wounds. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Or it's Nurgle, and then you spend a CP and it doesn't get shot back. Both of these are very good. Mm. World Eaters don't have that. And then on the data sheet, you can get uh, a pretty decent rule for Chaos Space Marines. It's come up once or twice. Some would say that it was one of the things that made Eldar broken. <laughs> uh, devastating wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's pretty good. What would you say a comparable rule for World Eaters get? Because all the all the different Chaos books get a different rule on their Forge Fiends, which is quite mm. cool. I, I enjoy that. I don't know if they got the balance right, though. What what mm. sort of rule do you think you'd get instead of devastating wounds? Instead of devastating wounds. Oh, maybe, I don't know, Ed, maybe like sustained hits or double sustained hits? Nah, oh, reroll charges, something like I that. I forgot, you can put sustained <laughs> hits on your Forge Fiend with, you know, the, uh, the army rule. Uh, no, so this is the <laughs> Chaos Space Marine one. That's just another thing that it gets that uh, you don't get. Sorry, on yeah, one. I forgot the yeah. Chaos Space Marine one also gets that anyway. Yeah, no, we just skip right to it. Yeah, so if you <laughs> shoot an infantry unit, yep. it's got to take a battle shot test. Oh. A rule that good. Obviously, this is a little <laughs> bit less good than the uh, Chaos Space Marines one. So the yeah. Chaos Space Marine one comes in at 180, and that is value. They are going to go up to 220 points. You know it. I know it. The chat knows it. If you don't know it, have a word with yourself. Okay. How much do you reckon that the uh, the World Eaters Forge Fiend is costing? Well, it pr- probably needs to cost about 30 points less with that kind of ruling. Ed. The Thousand Suns one, I think, costs 135 points. And they've got, I think they've actually got a rule on there. I can't remember what it is, but I know it's less. It's a lot less. Okay. So uh, World Eaters, 170 points. 10 points less. Oh. It has about six less rules. It has a rule that you don't care about. 
So if you yeah. invest in three of them, you've got a reasonable chance of proccing a battle shock on a decent leadership unit, right? Sure. I don't know if it stacks. Uh, I'd have to reread the rule. <laughs> I'll be honest. I skimmed it because yeah. it's yeah. dog shit. It doesn't like sound it's... like a great use of time, does it? It, no. it sounds like you've made a mistake whilst building the kit when you should have put the big angry fists punching the floor and the big dangly tentacles. You yeah. didn't put them on. You put the guns on. That was your first yeah. mistake. Yeah. Well, no, it was fine. But then you decided that instead of playing a good army, CSM, you're going to play a pretty okay army, World Eaters, but then take guns. <laughs> have a word with yourself. Have a look at the mirror. <laughs> what the fuck you think you're doing? The only acceptable guns in a World Eaters army are on the Lord of Skulls, and we all know this. The, the only acceptable guns are pistols, and that's because <laughs> you get them on your berserkers. You're a purist. Yes. I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. I can definitely see the case for that being a dreadful, dreadful use of anybody's time. Right, let's take it to Chris for his first worst unit of the day. What have you gone okay. with, Chris? Um, so once upon a time, on the battlefield long, long ago, many an opponent was sort of like terrified as they looked across and there was this golden sea of <laughs> bike engines. And they <laughs> revved it up and these 15 glorious bastards sailed <laughs> across the board over the terrain without taking any movement penalties. <laughs> Unfortunately, at some point, they did have to turn off their engines once it came to the charge phase. But still, they were putting out serious damage. They were firing off their salvo launchers, and they were reaping, like, mass havoc. Mm. Unfortunately, the humble Virtus Praetor of the Custodes is no longer the glorious bastard that it once was. It is was. not. And it now is absolutely shocking now i have 15 <laughs> of these guys um and i would love nothing more than to cartwheel these guys in and out of all the different buildings with their 12 yep. inch move um so the stat line you know so 12 inch move um t6 two up save four wounds four only four wounds um and the same as an outrider two. It's the, the same as a foot lab with a shield. The, no, it's the same as a foot. Aren't they just four base or are they three base? Yeah, no, three base. Ignore them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so God, we've man. got the gun, the mighty shot, which remember in the old days it was like two, hitting on twos with a reroll. Um, um, and it was D3 plus. Yeah, it was uh, like a yeah, super accurate dark lance, D3 right? plus three <laughs> damage um, is now one shot. Hitting on a two, it's only strength nine which means it's not doing very much. Um, it's only minus two AP, Ooh. and it's three damage. Ooh. Okay. Um, the melee weapons, they do have lance, and that's strength seven, minus two, two damage, only five attacks. Um, if they get to advance, ooh, plus six inches, auto six, that's, that's exciting. What can they do when they've advanced? Well... Let me tell you, they can choose one unit they've flown over and roll a D6 for each model in the bike unit. And on a two-up, you're going to suffer two mortal wounds. Mm. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's, that's quite, quite powerful, you know, because you could take like six of these bastards and you could fire off quite a few mortal wounds. Well... Games Workshop caught you out there because um, when they decided to lower the points of these bad boys, um, they capped the unit size at three. So, uh... um, yeah, so it is, it is a shame. Um, but, yeah, these these bad boys will set you back. You could take two of them 
for 160 points, or three of them for 240 smackaroonies. Um, well, that's expensive. Like, Lee's messaged me and been like, is there any way you can make bikes work? I'm like, no. Because, <laughs> like, fundamentally, like, I think, genuinely think they could be like 50 points and you still don't take them because mm. they're quite reasonably easy by custodian standards and they are massive bases that don't go through walls. Yeah, the manoeuvring is a bit of an issue, very right? Mare, like, you, why you need a captain in there to get the reach and then it's even more expensive, well, right? I, I want to add to this. They're so bad that if you add a captain to them, they get, at the end of the fight phase, a once-per-game free normal move. That's in your opponent's fight phase. You can normal move. Then you can normal move in your phase. That is an insane rule. Can you think about how yeah. good that rule is? It's if insanely that powerful. If, that if you, rule if you was kill on the any unit... unit no, 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 you don't no it doesn't need a kill. Doesn't, if you're, it, it if doesn't you're not happen. an engagement range of, with anything, you can just once-per-game make a normal yeah. move. Yeah. That's it. You don't have to have charged. You can just, like, turn one. Your opponent goes first, they move oh, out, and yeah, then yeah. you normal move, then for, you normal for move. For a unit with that rule, which instantly I love, for, for them to have that, and you don't And they're still, you, they're still bad. <laughs> like, that yeah. is how bad they are. What a great pick. Yeah, it's a very good pick, because you're like, this should be good. Bits of this seem good, but they are hugely expensive and clumsy, and it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't it's do it. It's very sad times. Um, it is very sad times. So Paul went up for We'll pull one out for the Virtus Praetor, guys. Yeah, it's a sad time. I do miss them because I miss diverse custodies lists. Uh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'd like. I'd like to see I that. I miss diverse up. custodies lists. Yeah, the, everyone, every fucker was running three squads of five. Diverse, <laughs> my arse. With the loyal thirty as well. There was, was some mixed arms Emperor's chosen list. Let's not let's not do it down completely. I think I, I missed. They were nerfed. I missed. I missed when it was just all bikes. I don't think I was around for that. Luckily for oh, me. Oh, I was. No, oh. I missed that. It was Just great. bikes and four assassins. That was my list. <laughs> oh, God, you're a bad person. Glory days. That would score tactical it. cards for fun now, Chris. You should get it back out. I should. Should I bring out a report? <laughs> we'll do a battle report with it. Awful. Right. Is it me? I think it is me. Go for it. So, this is another story of a unit that once was very scary. You may remember a little dude called the Kellermorph. The Kellermorph was a very shooty, sneaky little man who would pop up and unleash a bunch of damage three shooting and then move after he's shot and just generally be an enormous pest. And when they got to 10th edition, the Kellermorph got some interesting rules. And what I like about it is that he's so close to being a relevant unit and then they've just fucked it at the last minute. Uh, the Kellermorph can come in close to a friendly GSC unit when it deep strikes in and he can come in closer to the enemy. And when a bit like the Hexmark Destroyer, which, as we know, is a good unit. When an enemy unit shoots at a friendly GSC unit, he can shoot back. So on paper, we're thinking, cool, that's quite fun. You can shoot back. But there are a few caveats. He has no AP on his guns. He has a bunch of strength five, no AP shooting. He does have dev wounds, but no way of re-rolling or anything like that. So it's like, maybe you get a mortal wound off. Lovely. Okay, not going to cut it into much. But the funny thing about the Kellamorph is that he is a lone op, which, as we know, is valuable in this game. But they've given him guns with a 12-inch range. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to drop in and shoot the enemy, you have to drop in 
able to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> and so the hex mark, which does a very similar thing, but with 18-inch range, that means it can actually utilize its other ability and be really annoying for the opponent the kelomorph has the unique ability to rapid ingress in and then be shot to death um by its by the enemy unit in its in its efforts to get oh, involved. it's quite wonderful um so yeah maybe there's something there but i think i think the 12 inch rage just puts him in the ground sadly <laughs> Um, and you've already got an army that is trying so hard to give up assassinate at every moment. Um, and the Kellermore's like, would you like one more three wound little dude who's literally going to serve himself up in order to function? You're like, no, probably not. Probably take a pass on that guy. So RIP Kellermore will see you next edition, I imagine. Or when the book comes. All right, I'm going to shout out a few of the ones we've had in the chat and then we'll move on. So we've had the Tyrannocyte has been shouted out. Tactical Squad has been shouted out. The Hive Crone. Yeah. Multiple Tyranid units in here. That's interesting. Uh, gun Drones from Gilmaris. And then Hive Guard. 110 models with an AP1 anti-tank gun. Oh, dear. Yeah, but Lewis just misplays all his units, as, as the commenters on YouTube have established, right, Lewis? Oh, yeah, yeah he's, just, he's just using everything wrong. Um, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if, you do, if you do have any other rubbish units for us, do shout them out as we go back around for our next round. So, Scribble's not done his yet. Thank you. Have you not? Scrivo, I'm sorry, mate. I thought we had done you. I've jumped in ahead of you. So, Scrivo, tell us what your worst unit is for the first time. My first one is another one that you would have seen all over the battlefield because it was traditionally Space Marine players in ninth edition were just like, cool, I need something to just sit somewhere, hold an objective, just be bodies. So, of course, you just get lobotomized, like, imperial people called servitors. Uh, the problem is now they've got OC0. They're 55 points. And the new Space Marine book... Scouts have gone down to a comparative points uh, price, but have actual rules. <laughs> and when you say OC, comparative, you mean they've also gone down to fifty-five? <laughs> yeah, well, I think they're sixty-five. I think, but it's like same deal, right? It's within the same wheelhouse. That suddenly you're just like, cool. These are th these guys just don't have a role on the battlefield. But there is one benefit if they are attached to a tech marine. Their ballistic skill and weapon skill does get improved by one. So they'll be hitting on threes with shooting and hitting on fours in combat if they're in combat. But they can only hit once. So, so their, their boost puts them at worse than scouts. Yeah. But they do have a six up in fun. Okay. <laughs> Four up save. So three up in cover if you're lucky. And they've each got a wound. I'd rather have two wound scouts, personally. But yeah. It's a shame because they don't necessarily feel the most... Like when you look at a space marine, you don't go, "Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting to see just loads of servitors everywhere because that's that's thematic." If there's a tech marine, maybe or something, but it does feel a shame though because everyone's gone to a lot of trouble to paint to those really old models, mm -hmm. or they've just released a new model and like you're never going to see it apart from in no. Inquisition Agent Warbands because it's a cheap unit as well. So that you think the only situation in which they'd be used now is if you literally just had 55 left and you just wanted to just squeeze and you wanted to lose. <laughs> well, I think you might see them in Grey Knights at a push. But even then, you'd probably tweak your points to squeeze something else in, right? Mm. Yes, mm. as a Grey Knight man, I can agree. Yes, you do. You'd probably go like 35 points under just to avoid having it as a temptation, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you probably would. Oh, poor servitors. It's a, sh it's a shame, but... Hey, buy oh, those well. new scouts, right? 
I think that's that's the takeaway here. Get they haven't used. even released a date for the, the Scout models, though. Have they not? I don't we'll think see, so. We'll see them on the, the preview on Saturday, I, I believe, will be the oh, case. Okay. Ah, okay. All right. Well, John, I'm feeling bad because I forgot you, so do you want to have your next one now? <laughs> I can do. Let me just go to the, co the codex I've never really paid much attention to because this scarred me for life. Space oh, let me just get it. No, this is next. So this is the Big Ed Outrageous. boss. Big Outrageous. Ed. So the guy below me, Big Ed, it's his boss bunker. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece of terrain. It's a fortification. So you, if you're shooting with an engagement range, you are at minus one to hit, but you can just walk away from it freely. It has the option to have, it comes with just one big shooter and then a special gun which is actually uh, the Gaze of Gorks. It's got two versions of it. One's D6 shots, one's one shot. The D6 one is strength five. Great. No AP, one damage. Cool. Sustained hits D3. So you're blatantly barely ever going to get anything more than a one there because that's mm. the way orc dice work. But the other version is strength 12, AP4, three damage, which is great, but you're hitting on fives. <laughs> and this is a big building with speakers on top, but it can hold people in it. Okay. So it's got a firing deck of 11, because it can okay. have people inside of it. How many is it say? Where is it say that now? The transportation. 11 models. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, Mega Armor can take up two slots. So you could put six Mega Boy, like Mega Armored knobs in this thing, and then deploy it. Don't okay. see what you gain out of that. It doesn't <laughs> move anywhere. I just want to interject here. You've picked yeah. a fortification for one of the worst units. That's yeah. like walking into a fucking nursery and going, where's my goddamn Picasso? <laughs> yeah, of course it's bad. It's a fortification. <laughs> you know, uh, you know the last time rules. a fortification was good? When <laughs> spore mines were bullshit in ninth. Mm. Uh, and I have fond memories of running a spore assist. But other than that, I don't remember a single time a fortification. I just want to be able to use good. the model. Webway Gate in ninth. Yeah, well. Webway Gate was sometimes okay. In I uh, saw yeah. an Octomith crown on a table once. Yeah, yeah, but it, that was because you were playing a fucking crusade event. <laughs> <laughs> the the Sky, Shroud land, Sky Shroud landing pad. That was good. That was broken mm. in eighth. Yeah, because you put three redeemers on top of it and it gave them an invon. Um, <laughs> The, going back to the dark days of 8th edition. <laughs> hey, I used to use my Vortex missile battery filled with grots, and it shot just as accurately. It was great. All those mortal wounds at the beginning of 8th, it was brilliant. The um, the Death Guard Miasmic Malignifier was always pretty passable. I'd have to have you know, that was a pretty, oh. pretty solid... You built uh, yours, at least, didn't you? I don't know that I did. I think I sold it to you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have an aura of, like, fucking with your opponent. So your opponent was just like, oh no! Anyway, I'll not walk near it. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's pretty much it. Death guard the army. Oh no, I will walk near it. Ding! Another one on the bingo. <laughs> I see you, Ed. I see you. Uh, was there anything else for the boss bunker, John, or is that the gist? Of it? uh, it's 135 points for that privilege, so you could have just taken a truck. You could. You could. Or two. Or, yeah. on release, a fire prison. <laughs> <laughs> Which I assume oh, picks this up in a one. Don't. Please don't. Well, it's, it's got, got 10, 10 wounds. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, 12 <laughs> wounds. Strength 10. Uh, toughness 10. So well, yeah, three up saves. So yes, it, 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 it kills it. It kills it in one. Though, <laughs> as I suspect. With a double reroll and a fake die if needed. <laughs> and it's got a massive big thing on the top of it. So for line of sight, you can just see it. Yeah. Does it have just... the towering keyword? Let me just check its keyword. Because it Tom. is an actual tower. 
And if if you're playing some sort of nope. imperial fists, I'm sure there's bonuses to uh, to wound. It's it's fortification and vehicle. So like all the all the different reroll mechanics you can get. Like an eradicator three blob could probably just go right. That's dead this turn. Just from step doing line. more important things to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> relevant units. Yeah, maybe that's its point. power in a good threat saturation list, no one's ever going to yeah. attack it anyway so it's just going to benefit take from three to do whatever it likes <laughs> you're saying take turn. three Which but they've got no OC like... they've got no if OC you, if you deploy it in the middle can it do your teleport homers every turn you can't deploy it in the middle oh no, no. Go your deployment <laughs> Yeah. Put it in one corner and then it could do it investigate signals if that ever oh comes up. Yeah. So investigate signals. That's it. That's its That's contribution. It. And yeah. 135 points for that. Or engage. engage. You could get one yeah. for each of your back corners and that's half of your engage and all front sorted. <laughs> people just think that's part of the actual terrain. They'd forget they existed. Just like, don't shoot them. Don't do anything with them. Just leave them there and just pretend that like, their vision's based on movement. Very good. Very, very good. <laughs> all right. Let's, um, let's take it back to you, Capitan. What's your next terrible unit? Okay, right. Well, I decided to plumb the depths of the Eldari Codex. Oh, it's tough, um, isn't it? It's tough. Like, you know, it's, it's a pretty crap index. So <laughs> it is, I thought, what what is bad? I started scrolling. I was like, no, no, I'd still play most of these things. Um, <laughs> but there is one thing, and I'm definitely saying this just to piss Jack off, really, more than uh, more than anything. That's a very important goal. Um this is a unit that I was running regularly in um, at the end of ninth in my Unari list. They'd be staged in the Wave Serpent on the front line, and then boom, you'd fire them off six inch advance, six on your dice. They'd be fighting something, plus one to wound on the charge. You had your exile upgraded, so it had like 10 attacks, which were two damage each, and yeah. never really did anything, but it was the principle. Um, yeah. They were minus one to hit. They had. They made everything fight last. They made everything they touched fight last. Right? Um, and it's usually were... one unit that killed them, but yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, and they have unfortunately suffered quite a fall from grace. It is, mm. of course, the Howling Banshee. Mm. So um, they like all Eldar. Um, kind of, they move a bit faster than a human. Um, they've got a four up save. Um, they've got a five up in one, one wound, all the general stuff but you should be fearsome or worried about their output um, because their melee weapon is the Banshee Blade, mm. which is a mighty three attacks, hitting on threes, strength four. Ooh. It is minus three. The AP three is nice, yeah. One damage. So basically these guys don't really kill anything because they hit on threes. In terms of abilities, they do have fight first. Well, that's great. They've charged anyway. And if they do get charged, they'll slap you like a wet noodle and then die anyway. And <laughs> um, they can advance and charge, but, you know, who cares? Because they're not actually killing anything when they get there. Um, in a index which is filled to the brim with fantastic options in the 80 to 120 point bracket, they are at the bottom of that mm. and i just in a world where melee isn't particularly great either you need something that's really going to be able to trade up and these guys even with the exarch punch as well kill about three marines mm. like big fucking whoop yeah um so they are i reckon they are potentially the worst unit in the um in the 
Eldari Index. Yeah, that's not an Very unreasonable close between no. them and Shining Spears. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't go for Double Biker. I'm not a man. No, no. <laughs> and George, Mc, George McCullough says still better than Incubi. Don't you worry, George. We'll get into that. That's fine. <laughs> play them in Death Guard. <laughs> <laughs> I think Space Wolf players would play them instead of their Wolfen. I can't wait for Ed to be a Death Guard main. I feel like next year that's happening. Okay. I think it's we should matter. do a YouTube vote and uh, yes, yes. get him to run them at a GT. Make, uh, do the vote could be All right, do we want Ed to run Death Guard at a GT? <laughs> no, no, no. You you can make a Patreon tier because yeah, I'm not yeah, paying yeah, yeah. I was say, a, a crowdfunder. <laughs> be the accommodation or see the ticket. Be, you've got, I, I can borrow the models. You're gonna you gotta. I'm gonna be making some bank to be doing that. You gotta be. There were people who paid uh, Richard Siegler to take Crimson Fists to some kind of knockout invitation. From World Championship. We just need need to get those people involved. But Art of War have a massive reach, and Richard Siegler is um, famously good at the game. I'm not famous, (laughs) but I'm incredible at the game. Yeah, that's not my fault. That's, you know, other people not understanding how good I am. But uh, Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry, hold on. I was talking about myself. I got lost. Where did we uh, go? I'm, I, I'm going to invite you to talk about yourself. Um, uh, what is your next worst unit, Ed? Well, so this is... There's, there's two of these, and they're <laughs> almost the same model. But I'm going to talk about the worst version of it. And it's the Knight Valiant. Uh, <laughs> so the reason I'm talking about the Knight Valiant is the Chaos version, you can still at least give... Um, Armor of Contempt is a, uh, an enhancement, which means that, sure, it's going to survive a little bit longer. It's got a two-up armor save with, you know, that's that's a zero up against guns if it has cover. Sure. Fine. Uh, so this was, when when the, uh, the Knight Codexes came out, or the Knight Indexes, I was quite interested in running these because Overwatch in the movement phase was a new thing, and I was like, flamers. This is where I want to be. This is what I consider to be the most broken thing in the game. And then we saw the rules for the Wraith Knight. Um, (laughs) Which, funnily enough, was a Titanic unit with Overwatch, but Mm. uh, slightly different rules. But Valiant, massive fuck-off flamer. He's got some rules to buff armages around it, but they're not good. You can give cover to armages. Oh, they probably have it anyway, because this is 10th edition. (laughs) Or you can make something battle-shocked. Woo! It's not a rule. Um, speaking of someone who plays Chaos Knights that is not a rule Uh, I just want that on record so it got hit by the triple whammy it went up in points because in the first balance pass where Games Workshop went oh we have written a rule called Titanic and it is ruining the game should we fix the rule no no it's the points who are wrong so they changed the points (laughs) on every Titanic unit in the game uh (laughs) <laughs> including the world eaten lord of skulls who went up to more points than the chaos one for some reason we talked about that at the time i think they've fixed it since but honestly who cares um then they also did the the most recent set of changes where titanic now no longer sees things which is good titanic can no longer overwatch which is good uh and it was just a bad unit anyway so yeah. there's just yeah there's it doesn't just do there. any of the things that might make you want to use it now it's 500 i think 565 yeah, points that's crazy crazy points. it's not good it's bad and also not good mm. and 105 pounds to buy well that bit's fine like that's, we're that's war- a lot for something shite <laughs> we're, we're war gamers like how many times have you you know gone to the bank your wallets you've just been paid your little wallet's full you're, you're skipping along merrily and then you wake up you've got a 
banging head. You don't know how you got there. And you're like, oh, why am I? Why have I got two Warhammer shopping bags? And <laughs> these are bad units. Every they payday, are pretty. Ed, yeah, exactly. Every payday, one hundred and five points. Not a problem. Don't worry about that bit. Like, I'm not saying you should waste one hundred and five pounds on it, but uh, you know, we we all have spent more money on worse things over the course of our hobby careers. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just no, looking I, around I, me, I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, I've just got. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, oh, shatter point. <laughs> but yeah, like, there's, so... there's just nothing else to say. Like, yeah, it's just sad. It's a shame because it's probably one of my favorite models in in 40k. I love just the big dumb flamer. Yeah, it is cool. cool. Lewis likes to run too, and I don't think he can do that anymore. Which is a no, sad. no. They're not in. They're not in the Terran Codex. Well, exactly. He's he's problem, all about right? all about them bugs these days, anyway. So. Um, we've got a couple more shout-outs in the chat. I like this one. Admex Cybernetica Datasmith yeah. joins Castellan Robots to maybe give them more attacks with a leadership test. I like I that. I think he that. gives, like, when he's in a unit, he gives, like, a feel-no-pain, like a four-up feel-no-pain or something. But when you first read it, you're like, oh, he gives the robots a four-up feel-no-pain. No, no, no. If no. he's in when he, unit, he, he gets one. Yeah. yeah. Just in case someone tries to assassinate him to stop him from giving himself a buff that doesn't help the unit at all. Exactly. Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, poor Castle and Robots. When are they coming back? I'd, oh, like to, well, they, I'd, I'd like to see them out again. They were so ridiculous in um, 8th edition. They've kind of been mm. smashed since. You'll notice there's a running theme here with some of our units that they were all must-takes not very long ago, and now they're mm. all in the bargain bin. Well, I don't know about the Valiant. Lewis saw it as a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Even early eights, it was famously. It was the other Lewis one. knows nothing about the game. Uh, <laughs> that's my position, uh, and I'll stick to it. So no, I respect it, man. I respect it. I don't know what he's on about. Um, okay, final one for today, and it's already been alluded to. And I appreciate that George did say you could have any of the melee from the Drakari Index isn't Lilith, and I am inclined to agree with him. But we're going to go with Incubi, right? Incubi. They were a terror, a terror of the game in ninth edition. Everybody would put some marines on a point and you'd run your little spiky men at them and they'd die and you'd be very happy. And then the incubi would die. And part of that still happens. Can mm-hmm. you guess which part? Oh, is, is it the marines? No, the it's marines not. I'm afraid, I'm afraid it's not the They've marines. They've probably gone squad oh. tactics that way away from you and then <laughs> shot you, right? <laughs> the marines yeah. have done movement bullshit against yeah. the elves. <laughs> so you're, you're a little incubi, you're sat in your venom, and you're like, what am I going to do today? It's like, well, you can't advance and charge, so you're going to disembark and hope that the enemy is within about 15 to 16 inches from you, because if, if, if not, you're not doing anything. You've got to get out and hope that they can't overwatch with anything because if they can, you're going to die or at least lose enough of the squad that you might as well not have got out in the first place. And then if you're lucky, you're going to hit a unit, um, which if it's anything good in the game whatsoever, you will not kill and which will then kill you because they're strength four, AP two, damage two, and they hit on threes these days. And even with pain tokens, given the rerolls and whatnot, that is still trash. They cannot hang with anything good. Everything that they'd want to kill is like toughness five, toughness six these days. Um, and they just do not hack it at all. Um, and you could take Drazar to make them better, but then you're spending lots and lots of points for a unit oh, that's, that's still going to lose into almost anything. Um, you could probably take Draz on his own, maybe, or maybe with five, but they are truly, truly awful. And you're just so much more likely to die than ever actually get to anything that matters at any point, which is a sad state of affairs. But uh, that's us for our worst units. We will we'll try and c- come up with some more in the future and come back again because it's quite fun getting it off our chests and venting about these units that we used to. Do you like remember um, garbage? 
near the end of ninth, like Innes ran like a giant vote. Yeah. And it was like the obelisk was the number one worst unit in the whole of Baltimore. Yeah, that's totally fair. Swissly, who's Davy, says, what's a Drazar with a little smiley face? <laughs> you can laugh all you want, Davy, but I will always have those games where he'd kill one hive tyrant and then he'd kill another hive tyrant. <laughs> he'd just carve his way through your bugs and he'll be back one day to do it again, I'm sure. Um, great. Okay, so we're going to go to some... Yep, George is right. They can force battle shock tests. Um, rule, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rattle through some podcast questions, and then I think it's going to be bedtime for us because we've been busy boys of late. So, should be a bunch in the Discord. Going to go have a look now. There is wonderful, and we didn't go all the way down last time, did we? So I think we, we finished with who would win in a fight between Ed and a Badger. Um, and we, oh, God. we did like, have some a... Badger rearing, rearing tips. Feed them cat food. We do have a question from Blood Render about strength of schedule, but I think that's one for another day because I do think that's a whole topic in it. So, so we Hannibal asks. Nice that we've got Hannibal involved. That's awesome. Um, which faction overperformed at LGT and which faction underperformed? Guys, what do we think? Overperformer first. Who, who, was, who was better than expected? God. I have to think All I can that. remember is just Eldar and Chaos at the top. I think we talked about this last time because um, I seem to remember saying, like, I think we said Black Templars. Over, overperformed mm. last time. I think that was a question Jack maybe asked us. Yeah, it was when yeah. we were talking about the data. I think that's right. Black Templars. Actually, that that probably is the surprise, though, right? I think Black Templars yeah. probably yeah. were the one that did better than we anticipated, and then underperformers probably Necrons, right? Necrons, yeah. Yeah. Necrons yeah. were pretty wank in the end. They didn't really turn up um, at all. No, it turns out when the the bar for do you have a competitive list going to LGT was can it kill a full <laughs> Necron brick? Uh, everyone just went, oh yeah, no, I need to be able to kill a Necron brick and build a list to do that. Yeah, poor Necrons. Sad. Mm. Um, next up, what can be done to counter the emerging chaos menace? Slash, how do we counter stuff that dies only to get back up again? More guns. Multi-phase. Don't kill it. Multi-phase damage. Stuff like tank shocks and grenades yep. grenades is a good one just getting through stuff quickly but yeah obviously you just have to because this is a whole thing wasn't it in ninth you know like you had the exarchs um and that sort of thing which um like the whole only take a certain amount of damage a face so in your list you had to have ways of being able to kill like whatever it was abaddon gaz um mm. the exarchs etc so yeah just having multi-phase damage i think is really important and lining it all up for that quick like one two blow yeah definitely and it is worth with those kinds of lists it is worth looking at whether they hit the critical mass for just giving up a really easy assassinate as well because some of those lists that build in like multiple get back up when they die characters are really flirting with a very easy 20 if that's a big part of their game plan because you're getting you're getting eight off one of those that's pretty sweet um so for the Chaos Menace, you really need to get to a fucking Rhino, turn one, and kill it. That's something you really want to be able to do. You have to reach it, and you have to be able to get within 12 of it, or the Nurgle Strat's going to ruin its day. Um, Chosen are very annoying and have an enormous threat range, so you need to screen and protect your objectives so they don't land on those, and then you need to have good guns or melee for picking up three wound space marines basically precision for killing the lord is great because the lord is the real damage dealer in that unit he can basically kill god when he gets the rerolls on he's he's pretty impressive um 
Chaos lists are a bit funny in that a lot of the Obliterator heavy ones, Forge Fiend heavy ones, are going for a massive beta strike, so they can sometimes leave themselves quite vulnerable to getting quite aggressively screened out early on and leaving nowhere good or exciting for the Oblitz to drop to do their Melter range. Um, so screening aggressively out and ahead and making Chosen bounce off stuff in the wrong bits of the field um, whilst letting a Blitz and stuff come down in difficult places I think is a bit of a play as well. But it's just a really strong index and it's really, really hard to deal with at the moment. It's extremely tough and I'm sure Chaos Lists are going to evolve and keep evolving as well. So the stuff we've seen probably won't even be the next form that they take anyway. So more data on that. Play into it as much as you can, get some practice. Yeah. Absolutely, and hope that some of the new things emerging in Marines can put them in the bin because that might help. You know what they really don't like? Put a Redeemer in the middle of the board. If you can, <laughs> if you can then tie up their Forge Fiends, which is mm. not undo, like not impossible with Scouts, especially mm. if you're playing something like UKTC terrain. If you can park a Redeemer where it isn't going to get shot, um, and then you just go, would you like to score any secondaries by being in the middle of the board? Oh, you wouldn't. Shame. Uh, that's a good time for all, and by all I mean me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know they like teleport homers as well, so anything you can do to frustrate their efforts to score that is is big because they are quite big on fixed secondary CSM at the moment. Okay. Next up, Sindri asks, when is size 6++ induction ceremony? Size, obviously the legend who's been running Imperial Agents to a deeply, deeply positive win rate in recent times. And he was awarded with Best Imperial Agents by Zach on the on Zach show the other day, which was great uh, for UKTC. So, I mean, have we got any plans to induct Sai? <laughs> well, we just say we could do like a, um, a state of play with him, didn't we? Yeah, then, we uh, did. I think I think we will do that. I think that would be fun to do. Did he go um, three? Two? And we, we do value Sai. We went two one uh, consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the two. So yeah, he's. And is he the only person who's played Imperial Agents? Yes. And so they <laughs> just are perpetually now a 60% win rate army. Yes. That, that you exactly you do know right. what this means. Yeah. They're going to get nerfed. They're going to get nerfed. <laughs> Games Workshop are going to look at their stats and go, hmm, yeah. this is a this is He's a put them in the danger uh, zone. Well, he has yeah. put them yeah, that's I mean, funny. they need to be nerfed but, anyway uh, because of the ally potential, but <laughs> I'm just going to blame it on him uh, <laughs> when it happens. So... <laughs> yeah, well done, Sai. Keep on doing whatever the hell it is you're doing. We, we've got a lot of time for it. Um, and then, to be serious, do you guys think the current worst factions are actually deserving of the titles when bottom factions can still fall one in an event like LGT? Is that a sign of a healthy meta, or should we still just be congratulating players for personal skill on a decidedly weak army in the field and expect to see that faction at the bottom for another three months? It's quite an interesting point. What do we think? I'm going to have to read that because you said many word. Basically, <laughs> if armies are posting 20, 30%, 40% win rates, but the odd player can still 4-1 with them, is is the game overall in a reasonable spot, basically, would be the takeaway with that. Yeah, because it means you can build an army that is actually good or you can build an army that's fun. Mm. Or, or, I, less, or more fluffy, shall we say. So I, I don't think one player going 4-1 with a faction is an indication that the army is healthy. Because no, you've got nut sure. jobs like Skari who just play Drakari yeah. at all times and are good at the game. Um, yeah. If, you know, there's more than, like, two, if you're talking, like, you know, there's six or seven people who uh, did okay with them this week, but then there's 40 people who did really poorly with them and that takes them down to 40%. At that point, I'd be like, yeah, maybe they're okay. And 
they're just playing Tau and, you know, the average Muppet doesn't understand that you can't stand close to an opponent and then just get charged or shot back. That's not good for Tau. Um, so in that case, yeah. But I think if it's just one model, uh, one one player, then it's just Scary who's really good at the game, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, I mean, Drakari are a very salient example of that, where like the win rate is awful. But yeah, I think most of the good Drakari players we know are still able to post solid outcomes with them if they get the rub of the green with the matchups. Um, and George in the chat says, I won a GT with Drakari. Indeed you did, George. Very well done. Um, I didn't and I, know we I'm, had Scurry in the chat. Is he called George? <laughs> no, this is George, George, George McCullough also won. <laughs> um, and I think the thing with Drakari and their win rate is that it, I mean, certainly if you talk to Drakari players, our concern with the index isn't whether it can win games. I think any Drakari player would tell you it can win games. It has matchups it can win. Uh, that is not the issue with that index. The issue is in terms of how it wins games and what it's capable of doing. Um, but yeah, I think there's another one which will come up in a minute, which is a similar sort of question. I think I think it definitely does mean the game is a little bit better if stuff isn't just getting pasted and faction specialists can do well with whatever they like. And it, we've got a bit of a field right now where people can take stuff they like and do well. You know, Lennon winning with his Tyrannids the other weekend was very cool. It's nice to see different things pop up where people who really understand them can do something with them. And the game's probably more like that now than it has been in a while. So yeah, those are, those are positive signs. Um, it's just that there's a few index out there that just don't necessarily appeal that much to their own player base. And that's where we need to see some changes down the line. I think there's plenty that do, um, but a few that really don't. Uh, what changes would you make to make flyers actually relevant again? Obviously, not Crimson Hunter Exarchs, though. Um, stack minuses. Those oh. really, I really enjoyed those days. Um, if you can make the flyers like minus four to hit, LA Talk flyers yeah. minus four to oh, hit. Oh, yes, please. Oh, Get inside word. me. Yeah. Absolute trash. Yeah, just leave them out. <laughs> They're fine, yeah. right? They're the only thing yeah. that has like old towering. So like yeah, at yeah. some point someone's gonna remember that you can actually put a lot of guns on a towel plane and you can't hide from them. And someone's gonna go, Oh, hold on, let me just try this. Let me just run too many of these and people are gonna be really sad. I'm not saying it's necessarily a good unit. It might be pointed mm. too aggressively, but you know, too too high, but the I don't think there's anything wrong with flies. Took three um flies. Yeah. Hunters, yeah, like I was looking at them. Oh, it's an Eldar unit, it's good. Um, That's surprise, surprise. 160 <laughs> points for five shots, which are either d6 damage or oh, they're not bad. Plus two, yeah. The Drakari planes aren't bad either. Uh, I, I'd, I'd give bombers a strafing run so they can come in and move and do their bomb. Yeah, That's the only thing I'd change for flyers. Well, to hey, to, otherwise, they, they're not relevant. Yeah, hey, Clement, nice to have you in here. Uh, a new date for the Dark Talon. New day sheet for the Dark Talon. Oh, I love it. Every time new rules come around, John gets his Dark Talon out for one game. Let's see if it works. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, look, I've been screened out, so I can't shoot anything. And Oh, there's nowhere I can actually put myself. And this was against Votan. Old Votan as well. Oh, man. Awful. Awful. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Um, then what have we got next? Uh, after the day, it's like Eldar is still top tier and Jakari is still bottom of the barrel. Should Games Workshop just force everyone to play Yanari? Hashtag Goldilocks zone. Yanari aren't bad. Yeah, Yanari are pretty good. Yeah. I don't like... No, the, Yanari isn't helping Jakari out very much because their stuff keeps getting points rises because people are using it in Yanari. <laughs> <laughs> isn't fucking helping us out. So I think, I think probably don't 
uh, yeah, let's not have that so much. Or if you if you do have that, just let Drakari take the income, which is as we know one of my current that's pledges. That's my dream. Just that's all that all that index needs is an income to make it a bit spicy. So just give us that. Um, great. Do you miss hills in forty k terrain sets? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> can we, whoever left that comment, can they be banned? <laughs> I, I, I don't miss Hills. I miss Realm of Battleboards. No, it's Boards. Hannibal. Hannibal's asking nice questions. Realm of Battleboards. Bring them back. Do you miss Hills. You know, what, you know what the best thing about Hills? When your opponent deployed on them, knocks them, their board, and then it went all the way down, <laughs> and you got to see them stand for two minutes on their time, putting their models back where they were. Hills yeah, are dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think ele- elevated little bits of terrain do work in the new rule set because you, you, know, you get cover firing over them and everything else, isn't it? You could have them in the game. I think it's just that the game is still definitely lethal enough that you just want to not be able to be seen a lot of the time, sadly. That's still that's still the game. You're not going to survive otherwise with yeah. a whole bunch of different things. The frontierist terrain is essentially hills. They're just yeah. very shallow hills. Like they're flat hills. Yeah, the little buildings and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are the height of a space marine, so you can. Hide we, John and I, had a lovely casual two v two game where we would just play with like basically an open board with those little things in it, and we just took <laughs> ru- <laughs> took, took rubbish, so it was fine and it didn't matter. And it was like, yeah, this is all right. This is how I imagine they thought people would play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I ate like, all the red I crayons. Pushed, that pushed night. my death company dreadnought up the middle. Like, He's gonna get you. He's coming. <laughs> oh, man. And then he teleported. No, he never did because some deep striking Terminators killed him, didn't they? You bastard. <laughs> Absolute bastard. That was horrible. Um, Okie dokie. Then, as it's because it's our chat, they start talking amongst themselves for a little bit because they love to do that. Sai, um, Imperial Agent Sai, says, Would any of the 6 Plus team like a mission where the old can only shoot at something if you can see it? Rolls 3d6 rules come back. In, I think this is night fight style, apparently. Yeah. Right, so hold you're... on. Can we ban this guy? <laughs> oh, would you like to have night fight? Absolutely not. What are you all smoking? Do you remember a time when it was really miserable to play the game? And I think I enjoyed it. You didn't enjoy it. You missed the freedom of being 15 and not having a job and the crushing existential dread of consumerism. That's what you missed. <laughs> The game was dog shit, but it was fine because you were having a good time with your friends. But we're not going back, and I shan't be telling you again. And as he says in here, we we, we have scrambler fields now. You can take one of the weird cards from the current set. That's fine. I'm sure they'll bring some weird stuff in. I quite like if you're going to play Crusade and have some like night fighting rules, go for it. That's absolutely fine. But you can't you can't have that kicking about in in in, in general GT. I don't want to see that written down anywhere. You do it with your <laughs> friends and you have fun. More power to you. There's nothing wrong with that, despite my outburst. But if you bring that near me, how very dare you. So so if we hit a certain amount of subscribers to the, the YouTube channel, Ed's gonna do a night fight using death guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'll do a lot of go. things for money. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Mike A then asks, who out of the Pluses will be jumping on the meta agents of the Imperium bandwagon? Nice. Anyone tempted? No. Well, John has them right there. You've got the data <laughs> cards, you monster. What have you done? Are you I wanted one to see them. No, I just wanted the assassins, but no. I've got all the stuff to do. Because you know me, and I love Inquisition armies you, as an you idea. You actually do. You actually but do. 
it's one of those things. It's always a project that's five behind. Well, maybe maybe five once I've ones. done State of Play Imperial Agents with Sai, you can get enough inspiration just to run it. Just steal the ideas. Well, yeah. I've got all the models because Kill Team being a Kill Team main means I have all the Kill Teams, so it's fine. All mm. I know about it is having. I was obviously at both the events at which he was playing them, and I chatted to him. It seems like it sticks around. Like I was watching the games, and I was like. It's not, it's, I don't know what it's doing, but it's certainly not dying. Like whatever, whatever it's doing, it stood there, and it seems like the enemy throws stuff at it, and it doesn't die. So I want to know what the secret to that is. So that's well, he what did we'll... beat Eldar. He beat Eldar. Round one doing? of LGT. Yeah. <laughs> what is their army-wide rule even? It's just they no. don't have one. They're an illegal army. <laughs> they're well, not really. At that. Actually, they're not... there is. I've got a whole card that says army rule, and it just says nothing on it. <laughs> I think hasn't yeah, there been a lot of discussion, stores. and it turns out you can actually do it because you can do it with warhounds. Yeah, um, but oh, like, okay. it's not good. No, it's it's in a, a great area. win rate. I mean, I've got a lot of respect I'm for people board. who can take absolute dog shit to an event and do well with it. Like, Absolutely. You know, it just it just shows to your skill as the player. As, yeah, uh, and, that's, that's that's really and that's clearly the the joy that Sai gets from it is is running rings around people and and outplaying them with this weird thing. So, and he certainly has the knowledge advantage in those matchups. Yeah, I was going to say, and it is much easier to beat your opponent when they haven't got a fucking clue what you're doing. Shout out Jack Tight. Every one of his lists is you look at it and you work out what it does somewhere between the second and the third time you play him. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very strange and, and then it changes. Yeah, oh, yeah then he's, on to, he's on to the next thing for sure. Yeah, I'm making sure to get practice reps into him before teams. So just in case we draw him, I can go right. This is how the, the armor works, guys. Uh, that's a joke. He's playing a metalist, uh, but it's. <laughs> He's having a good time with it, though. He is. He is. He's enjoying himself, and that's that's good, I think. Um, also, Funk asks: Is there any excitement for the old world, or is it just for old fantasy nerds that can't move on from the mid thousands like me? You're not Bretonians. <laughs> yeah, there was some Bretonian chat in our chat oh, only yeah. today. Only yeah. today. It's me. I'm the grognard, <laughs> 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 and Tom had the fucking temerity. You're like, oh, have you thought about maybe playing some Age of Sigma? <laughs> To which no. I say, how fucking dare you? <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. I want firing arcs. And none of that bullshit that you remember from 3rd through 7th edition with rhinos. I mean, actual, you know, important things. I've got units in movement trays and I'm wheeling them around yeah. and I'm charging and I'm having a great time and I am i don't miss guessing the distance of my cannons. <laughs> um, because <sighs> when I played... We played as the rule was meant to be, and then later on down the line, I realised that people just sort of went, "Yeah, this unit here is going to shoot its handgun over there." Measure, measure, measure. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I guess it's out of range. So my cannon's going to shoot thirty-seven point two inches. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I think you're wrong. That the, the the correct answer to old world is to play Warmaster because it's smaller models, and it you get to do massive battles. And they're tiny, so you don't actually have to paint much. And that's what my Tomb King Army is. It's there the right answer. Go. Okay. Warmaster. We're all going to play Warmaster then, is the answer to your question about the old yeah. world. Hannibal's back. Now, I'm sorry, we did tell you to leave Hannibal, but I think <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to answer this question anyway, because we're nice like that. So if CSM and Eldari are the top two factions, then who is the third best? CSM and Drakari. Oh, no. Eldari. Eldari, sorry. <laughs> Did I say Drakari? No, I no, just... Ed, no, I, no, no, no. I caught the tail end of it. I was like, hold on, what? Ninth edition. Ah! Who do we think uh, the third best army in the game is right now? 
It's probably about to be Space Marines, right? Mm, I don't know. I think that I think there's one list that's very good and mm. going to be very unpleasant to play against. Votan. Mm, um, yeah. Votan no. are up there, maybe. No. Tau. I feel like Tower probably still. Better. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's yeah. Tau. yeah. It's probably Tower. Votan are posting yeah. win rates, which I can only describe as surprising right now. They're definitely doing all right, but I think. Uh, I think it's the classic, no one knows how to play the matchup. Yeah, exactly. Because I've played against people that do, and those games are not easy games. So <laughs> so we'll see. Um, yeah, Tower does feel like the one. The one. And our final question of the night is Ultimate Funk, who says, a lot of talk about how Orcs might be decent or at least viable, but it seems like no one wants to know, looking at LGT data and the number of 6++ players who have Orc armies who aren't using them, which is 100% of our Orc players. They don't want anything to do with this index. Nope. Scriver, do you want to elaborate on why that might be? It's very much like the whole Drakari problem, that mm. you've got this lovely selection of models, and what they're saying to you to do is just fill all your trucks with B-Snagger boys and just fling it at people and just win the game like old school Drakari. And that, that's mm. not... And, but also, you don't hurt people in combat. And like mm. the best thing about Orcs is you smash stuff in, some stuff dies, half your stuff dies too. It's all a bit fun. Then you shoot some random guns. But instead, it's just a game of, let me just throw all this at you and see if you can deal with it, which isn't very Orky. Mm. And, and if I want to play oh, that... Oh, look at it. Sad oh. buggy. Mine are in my garage. I'm literally sat with them below me. They're in storage at the moment because I just can't. It's just, it's not interesting for me. So rather than kind of sitting there dragging my heels trying to play it, I thought I'd stick to the Space Marines. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the nice thing about there being the Index is all at once. It's not a case of your codex drops. If it's shite, you're then stuck. Yeah. We've all got kind of a reset that you can kind of go, oh, I'll explore this, I'll explore that. So because it's not quite right, you don't have to wait forever. But there's a lot of other new exciting things dropping. So Spoken yeah. like a man with multiple armies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think if I was a, a solo main like, say, uh, Rob Kempton, I'd probably be grinning and bury it. So when I first got into back into the hobby and eighth dropped, that index was all right. But quite quickly, we had the whole Imperial Knights, Custody jet bikes, guard bullshit. So my my second tournament I ever went to, I went into that with my orcs and I was like, oh cool. So that giant missile that's come off the top of that big knight has just killed my uh, my one force field big mech. That's the game over. Cool, fine. <laughs> so it I, it's tough when you're it's your one army. So I can see why people might be just not bothering. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it popped up at WTC. It's, it has popped up since, but I, th I think it's probably just that there's a bunch of other stuff people are more interested in doing. Yeah, you think about um, in the UK, who are the big players? You've got Brian Seat, but um, he's playing yeah. Eldar Train. I mean, Ben Jones ran them, and he played he did. Jockel um, round one, and he, I spoke to him about it. He was like, if I go first, I just win that game. Yeah, so that easy. was his assessment, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he went second, he couldn't quite... There's a few um, armies like that with Eldar where it's just, yeah, they're, they've got a good chance if they go first. In fact, actually, this is something we've got to talk about another day because I think there's a bit of go firstery back in the game right now. There's, a, there's quite a few matchups where it's like, oh, if I go first, this is great. If I don't, it's not. That flexibility in the, in the go first, go second is, is maybe a bit under threat at some of the top, top matchups of the game. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I quite like the feel of the Orc Index right now. I've seen some fun, interesting lists with certain things. Flash Gits look quite good. Bad Run yeah, looks okay. quite good. Grot Tanks are apparently very good. For, for now, though. Grot Tanks are apparently Do very good. Do you know why 
you like the look of it because they play like eighth edition Drakari. Yeah, yeah they, I just I say it's the, the same reason I'm running Sagittarius. Characters <laughs> kill stuff, but nothing else kills stuff. They <laughs> all sit in boats. They all die when you look at them. They yeah. score a weird amount of points. Yeah. They deny a weird amount of points, and they're way faster than you think they should be. And then yeah. you go, hold on, I've lost the game. Yeah. But all but, your yeah. models are dead. That's exactly why I love them. They look like a scam. I love a scam. It's good. Yeah. It's a good time. But um, that's not for everyone. And that's probably yeah. why they're not about. Um, how fix without releasing a new codex? They won't fix it. Orcs are sitting in a perfectly reasonable win rate. Um, and so I think it'll just be, yeah, they'll keep tweaking the edges around units that aren't being taken much. And then they've got a book before too long. It's, it's one of the more... March. Yeah, it's on no, the horizon. March time, I think it was the yeah. spring ones, wasn't it? And that, I mean, having seen how they're doing detachments, that feels like that could be a very cool book, right? If it, that, if it's that gives me my end. Six, six proper, like, hard in themed orc detachments that could get really silly really fast. So, fingers crossed for that. Great. I think we're at the end. I think we're done. We've talked about bad units. We've answered questions. It's been lovely having you all here. Thanks very much for tuning in. And we will be back again in the very near future. Be well. See you soon. Bye bye.